get right into this, and if you have a Bible close by, I'd really like for you to get that today, if you would, and turn to the eighth chapter of Romans. If you have a phone or a tablet, computer, that's fine as well. But I want you to, it's just a very familiar chapter. I know uh, many of you know either all of it or a great deal of it. But I want to, I want to take you to uh, some very comforting words that should not only comfort but encourage and stir you. I know they have me, and, and we can't have too much of this because, see, a lot of people are completely distracted. And if I were not a believer, I would be consumed and distracted as well with this uh, virus and pandemic. And, and there are a lot of concerns, so I'm not trying to be super preacher here or um, something that, that I'm really not after I put this microphone down. But the Bible tells us that we are we're living in a way that we really don't un we know the world don't understand the way that we are living. But I want to tell you about something Paul brought out that I just can't get too much of this. Now there's a lot of in this scripture there is a lot of accountability. But man, it's chock full. So let's, uh, uh, of a promise after a promise. So I want to go to verse 14 of chapter 8. And it just simply says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And I ask you, God, to help me to say what you won't said this morning. I pray that we would only hear what thus saith the Lord. God, we wouldn't even entertain our flesh or even our opinion. God, help me not to do that. Because the only thing that's relevant, the only thing that matters is, is your word. So I pray for me not to be distracted. And for those that are with us today not to be distracted. Or those around them to distract or cause a distraction. Because the enemy is trying to steal the seed even as we speak. So God, let me decrease so you can increase. And all that you do will give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. There are about... A few things that I need to tell you. Actually, it's about four points, but they're not going to be on the screen. I'm just going to share them with you today. And I want you to pay close attention because these things are relevant and real and, and they really matter. And I want to begin by telling you that verse 14 is something that you need to understand that that God said about you and 
and God said about me, and I, I keep looking at these these pictures in here of all all the people, and you know I'm just I'm so used to to looking out across the congregation, and I can't help it. If if, if you've got some pointers, I'll take them. But I I, I just you know I felt so good last week. Uh, just being with the people and not not having to be bound to a camera. So today, I'm probably not going to do it because I just love, I can, there's enough light in here for me to see people. And, and so that's what I'm doing today. I'm just looking at these people. I wished you were sitting in here. And and so I will look at you some, but I, I'm going to look, I'm going to look at you here because I just, I just like it when you're here. Verse 14 tells us that if you were, if you are, being led on a regular basis by the Spirit of God, you are meeting God's criteria for being a son. That sounds kind of deep, doesn't it? If you are being led by the Spirit on a regular basis, that means that you're not even listening to your flesh, or like I just prayed, you're not listening to your opinion Every day you wake up, you are allowing God to order your steps like he says he does. And even if it's uncomfortable, you are following wherever the Spirit leads you. Now, again, Paul said that if you are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I'll throw another scripture in real quick. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter in. Everybody is not a Christian. I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm just repeating the word. Everybody's not a Christian that says they're a Christian. Well, how, what, what's one of the tests? As, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God, the sons of God. So I, I want to ask you right now, how much of your daily life is being led by what God says to do. Because, see, I'll tell you this again, that when God's leading you and God's leading me, He's going to lead me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. So a path of righteousness may look like a path of bitterness and unforgiveness. That's why it's called a righteous act, a righteous thing to do. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Well, hope you I didn't learn that growing up. Well, that's what the Bible says. We only go by the Bible, not what a preacher says. We go by the Word of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So real quick, if you are not being led by the Spirit of God, I would highly recommend to start that habit right now. Let God lead you. And you know what? God will never lead you astray, but you will lead you astray. I will lead me down paths that my flesh are prone to be partial to. But if you're led by the Spirit of God, God will always lead you where you need to go, not necessarily where you always want to go. The next thing that Paul wanted us to understand, and see, that. Well, let me say this. You ought to refuse to be led by anything but the Spirit of God during this time and, and even after this, but you, you ought to always just want to be led by the Spirit of God. I, I wouldn't want to be led by myself or by the news or the government or any or a friend. I, I don't want to be led by anybody right now. I, I want to be led by the Spirit of God. There's no safer 
place. There's no safer leader to follow than the Spirit of God. The second thing I wanted to bring out, this is things you can jot down. If, if God, if God is your Father and you understand that, now this is, this is way out there, but if God is your Father and you understand He is my Father, there is absolutely no reason at all that you should ever live in fear. You shouldn't. For God does not give us the spirit of fear. God gives us power, love, a sound mind. He gives us beauty for ashes. He gives us joy for our mourning. God gives us life abundant joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. That's what God gives us. God doesn't give us fear. If he is your father, why on earth do I at times, and do you, why do I keep taking somebody else up on their offer for me to fear because of words that they say or circumstances if God is my Father, let me stay here for a minute. The God that made the heavens and the earth, the God that breathed life in the mankind, the God that sent His only begotten Son so you and I could be saved. If He is my Father, my Father, and I understand that, I should never fear. I should never fear. Those of you that have children or have had children as children grow up when they're young especially the innocence of a child they're not afraid of going up to their mama or daddy and asking them for something to eat or drink or something because it's their daddy it's their mama they know that they love them with an unexplainable unconditional love and they will give them anything You'll do it because that's your child. If you understand that God is your father, you should never fear. God has nothing to do with fear. That comes from somebody else who poses as a spirit that you should follow. The word Abba Father, that's why the Bible says in verse 15 that we've been adopted and we are now adopted we have a right to call him Abba Father. The, the word Abba in Aramaic is used for the word Father. But it's also only used, that term Abba or Abba is only used by family members. No one else can use, not even in a sentence, it's only uh, used to be used by people who are in the family. Abba Father. And you are to understand, and I am to understand, that God called me and he called you out of sin to bring us into this marvelous light, not just to be a savior, not just to be a redeemer and a restorer and a healer and all the things that he is, but he 
wanted to make it so personal to adopt me into the family so I could call him Abba Father. That means that I can come to him at any time for anything. I can bring it before my daddy because I'm in his I've been adopted through what Jesus did. And this ought to be so, so reassuring during this time right now because there's uncertainties. Even, even among being a provider right now, one day you may be able to provide for your family and the next day you can't. We don't want that to happen to any of us. But you know what? God is never ever in that situation. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you could ever ask. That's your daddy, Abba, Father. He's able to do that. If you are God's child, your spirit will be in unity with His Spirit. That means that as you are being led by the Spirit, as we first talked about, if you are a child of God, then your spirit, in the verse 15 or 16, I believe, says it, that it bears witness. The Holy Spirit of God, His Spirit, it bears witness. And I'll just read it to you. The Spirit Himself bears witness, verse 16, with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's why when you walk with God every day, I, I'm walking with God every day. I, I, I wake up and I'm mindful of this every day. I'm walking in sync with God. I want to be led. By, and then the Spirit of God bears witness to that. And, and I, feel a, I feel a oneness. I feel complete. I feel that he really is my Abba Father. He is my daddy. I am able to come to him anytime. He's never tied up on a conference call and I can't talk to him. He's sitting there waiting. Jesus is always, he's always interceding in my behalf. I can go to him. I can boldly approach the throne. He's my Abba Father and he wants me to know that, that I can always go to him. I can come to him and the Spirit bears witness, and it causes me to feel that way and know that way. So here's a quick check. If I'm walking around and I'm trying to figure out, well, I just don't feel close to God. I don't feel, I don't feel like God is really hearing me. I don't feel like I'm a part of the family of God. I just don't feel this. What is it? I, I, I don't feel it. It might be that the Spirit of God is not bearing witness with the Spirit that is presently leading and occupying me. That's why people feel what they call far from God. People feel this way. And when you are in sync with your daddy, when you are hand in hand, when you are walking with him down the king's highway, listen to me, then you know it. The Spirit knows it. He bears witness. And you can boldly proclaim that you are a child of God, that you belong to Him. If you belong to Him, He's not just your Savior, just your Redeemer, your healer, your friend. But the Bible says that He's also your King. He's also, you know, you've been adopted not just to into the family of God, but you've been adopted into a royal family. You are a special person. You belong to a special elite family that no other on earth 
has ever been like or ever will be like the family of God. You belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you have rights not to just his kingdom later on, but you and I have rights to his kingdom down here on earth right now. What does that mean? You know, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. The kingdom of God, I've preached about this before, is always in operation. God's kingdom coming. This is why I preached a week ago to you about walking and operating in the Spirit like the early church, Acts chapter 2, when we read about the early church because that's the kingdom of God. That's things of the kingdom of God. Miraculous thing, deep spiritual things, walking, being led by the Spirit. That's the kingdom of God type of things that we people can be a part of when we are in God's family. But I want to tell you, you're not just in the king's family. You're not just a person that's a member of the family that has access to everything. But even right now, even though you say, well, I want this, God, or I want that, and you don't see that, you still have an opportunity right now, and I, I want you to hear me right this minute. I want you to hear this because whatever you are dealing with or you have to deal with today, next week, tomorrow, it doesn't matter when the time that you have to deal with, I want you to hear me in the name of Jesus. God wants you to know that if you are his child, you belong to him, and you are the child of a king, and you have access not only to the things of the kingdom right now, to speak those things that are not as though they were, but you also have the right to walk around and say, I am a part of a royal family. I don't care what's happening to me, to the economy. I don't care what's going on around me. I still am part of the king's family, and I'm a king's kid. I'm a king's child, and it can happen, but... It doesn't matter to me. I may be broke and broken, but I belong to the king. And I don't belong to being broke or brokenness. I may be unemployed, but I belong to the king. I don't belong to unemployment. I may be sick or I may be infected, but I belong. I don't belong to sickness or infections. I belong to the king. I don't belong to sickness and infections, disease, or the threat of them. I belong to the king. I may be confused. I may even be afraid, but I belong to the king. I don't belong to fear, and I don't belong to confusion. I may be even depressed right now because of everything going on, but I belong, and this is what you got to tell yourself. I belong to the king. I belong to the king. I may be have given divorce papers, even through all of this but I belong to the king I may be losing my house but I belong to the king I may be losing my job my car I may be losing things that I really thought were rock solid but I belong to the king in church you've got to understand this because Satan is going to try to use anything and everything. And if he has to just deal with using your mind, he's going to use your mind. But you need to stand on the solid rock and you need to say, I belong to the king. I belong to the king. I don't care what he tells you. I don't care what kind of text, 
what kind of email or letter certified confidential letter you get from work you need to start telling yourself right now I belong to the king because soon and very soon we're going to go see the king and that's why we've got to be led by the spirit that's why we've got to walk in the spirit that's why we've got to live in the spirit that's why we've got to to make sure that we are doing Everything that we can do to push the kingdom of God forward with friends and family and co-workers because it's daylight right now. We can share the gospel. We can live the kingdom life right now. But there is coming a time when that's going to be gone and done away with. Today is the day of salvation. Make no mistake about that, church. This is when we have to roll our sleeves up and we've got to get busy. And when Satan comes around, and he tries to stop us. This is what we're going to say, Satan. You can say all you want to say. You can do all you want to do. But I belong to the king. I belong to the king. And no weapon, hallelujah, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Because I can just say, Abba, Father, I need you. Oh, every hour I need you. I come now, oh, blessed Savior. I come to you. And you know what he'll do? He won't sit up there and debate. If I've been good enough this week, hallelujah, he will send an angel. He'll send an army of angels. He'll do whatever. He'll let my enemies be scattered because I called on my father and I'm in a royal family and I belong to the king. In the middle of COVID-19, it feels good to know I belong to a king. I want you to close your eyes wherever you are, and we're going to pray. Father God, Abba, hallelujah, Father. I'm so grateful I can call on your name. I'm so grateful, Abba, Father. I know that I don't have to look and talk to you like I'm some kind of distant acquaintance, Lord, or that I'm trying to get to you through a priest or somebody. Oh, hallelujah, I can come and sit in your lap in the Holy of Holies, and I can talk to you. I can cry to you. I can love you. I can worship you in the beauty of holiness. I give you praise today, oh God. I lift up my voice. I thank you that you adopted me. You called me your child. You just didn't let me be a hired servant like the prodigal son asked to be Lord but you called me into your own family your own family I am personally purchased by your son's blood and I personally belong to you Lord and I give you praise for that today God I pray in the name of Jesus hallelujah I pray Lord over every person in the name of Jesus that is listening to this broadcast this morning God that they would understand that they can speak with their mouth and cause earthquakes Lord hallelujah spiritual earthquakes Lord they can begin to proclaim who they are and who they belong to and what you are God and every demon in hell will flee God the afflictor will remove his old scaly hand Lord and that they will walk hallelujah in freedom in the name of Jesus God I believe this God I thank you Lord that we don't have to live under fear right now because Abba Father hallelujah has our back and you are going to take care of us god i praise you and i worship you and i thank you for your word in the holy name of jesus